My name is Jose Velez, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Julian. Pipe, 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 Excelsior, we're back, guys. We are so glad to be back with you here on the No Low Time Podcast. It's it's uh, it's only been a week, but man, it feels like forever a little bit. Definitely, man, it, def- it definitely feels longer. Uh, I've, it's been an exhausting week, but we're here. Uh, we're here with you guys, and we're hoping to talk about some uh, really interesting stuff that happened over the last week or so uh so joel uh let's let's get right on it man um uh, i know that uh you've been playing ac or assassin's creed origins so how is that man yeah yeah so um so i i was really excited about this you guys know i'm a huge Assassin's creed fan um i went ahead and picked it up the day came out um and you know (laughs) funny story when i went to pick it up uh, it you know the same day that it came out uh, was the same day that Mario Odyssey came out. So I go to GameStop, uh, my local GameStop, to pick it up, and you know you, the, the the main the the main store manager, um, you know she's like got like a, a Mario cap on, and all these people and they're picking up Mario, and you know they come over to me and they're like, "Are you here for Mario?" And I'm like, "I'm here for <laughs> Assassin's Creed." <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not the only one because I know that AC came out and it's been very popular. I know that um, uh, over in the UK sales charts, uh, Assassin's Creed is actually selling better than Mario, but it's, it's probably because of install base. Um, and and we also got Wolfenstein 2 right, came out right. same day. So there's there's a lot of stuff going on, man. I, I, I totally understand where they're coming from, but man, you need to realize there's three huge games coming out on the same day and it's uh pretty epic yeah yeah no it, it was it was a, it's a good day for gaming i'm happy about, yeah. about, about all those coming out i mean but i will say i was very tempted when i saw uh, mario odyssey just to pick up a switch just for the sake of the game because those of you who have also heard me more in other episodes you know that i'm a huge mario fan um so you know obviously you know Nintendo has other great properties, Zelda, uh, etc. But Mario is something that I just love playing. Anything Mario, so Mario Odyssey has just been something I've kept my eye on. And being there in the flesh, I was tempted to looking at those switches. I was like, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went to to my local Target uh, for not this Friday. Actually, it was like midweek. It was like Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. And they had uh, they had one Mario bundle available, uh, and they had two uh, switches with the blue and red controllers, and then they had one with the gray controllers available. So uh, switches are out there, man. And I know Best Buy has them in stock, the um, GameStop has them in stock. So it, it, they're they're around. I mean, I'm hoping, hopefully, this holiday season is gonna be is gonna be good, uh, and I'd be able to grab one. And uh, if not, you know, there's plenty of games on on PS4 to get me keep me entertained. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, but I really de- definitely want one. But uh, but tell me about AC, man. Yeah. How how how's that going? Yeah. So so back to Assassin's Creed. Um, so you know, just playing this game straight up, I've gotten already a couple hours in, and and uh, you know, I am really 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 enjoying it. Um, it does feel like they're resetting things um and not just you know not just even just from a story standpoint but from even from a mechanic standpoint um it's much more of like an rpg style mechanics that they've done with the game um so it's it's really um you know it's it's really 
it's pay, it's still paid homage to like the you know original games by having small elements, but without forcing us to just buy into this whole like you know assassin lineage that everything's always been this way. It's a little bit more realistic in the sense of like um, a personal story for this guy Belek, and um, and it just so happens more like that he that he's an assassin, which I actually prefer that. Because I think out of that, when I get closer to the end of the game, then we'll get a little more of those aha moments um, to the bigger um, creed in the future where you start getting into Altair and Ezio. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really excited with what, what they're doing with the franchise, um, not just from a story standpoint, but also from the mechanics standpoint. Uh, you know, you, you, you the way you use weapons is different. Um, you know, where before you kind of had this weird, you know, hop around kind of movement when you'd be fighting guys, you know, and you had to kind of trigger between people of who you were fighting. You still have that option where you can, you know, select who you're, who you're kind of focused on and switch focus. Um, but what's really cool with your weapons is that, like, depending on the length of your weapon, it makes a huge difference. Like, if I'm using a sword, I've got to have close combat. But if I'm using a spear, then it's just going to be able to kind of, I could swing that thing around and hit like five people around me uh, just because of the length of it, I could stretch it out. So it's, it's much okay. more intuitive of a game, and, and uh, I'm really, really enjoying that. That's cool, man. Um, I, I definitely wish I could try it. I got too much stuff on my plate when it comes to games, but it sounds great. Now, does it have... Um, does he have the the future past type of thing going on again, uh, like other AC games? No, uh, no, no. Ah. Yeah, and that's something that um, I I do miss in the games. I'm not gonna lie. Ever since okay. they they lost the whole Desmond thing, you know, it, it's always been something I think the fan base sacks for. Um, but so far with what I've played, there's nothing with that. So we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe at the end there's like a huge reveal or something. Right, right. Um, do you see? Do you see something very interesting, Joe? That uh, there's a discovery over the week um, uh, in one of the pyramids in Giza. Uh, there, there's an empty space inside a pyramid, and apparently, the, that that's in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's the funniest thing. The story's been going around like all over the news about this this secret, you know thing found in this pyramid and and immediately Assassin's Creed's just been jumping on and they've been like tweeting out stuff like you know with funny emojis or whatever like huh we wonder what that is play our game you know and and uh, I, I can't wait to get to that part in the game because um, I, I did you know I did get that DLC for that so I, I'm looking forward to, to playing uh, whatever it is and and then kind of you know, seeing what end up happens in the real world when they reveal whatever they find out, these uh, archaeologists with the secrets. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. It just so happens it's perfect timing and great marketing. I know. I know. And it's, it's like it, it couldn't be better, like free free marketing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> having having a game about, you know, the pyramids and, and ancient Egypt and then having a, a big discovery. And could you imagine Ubisoft charging DLC to to archaeologists to see what's in there? <laughs> it's like a real uh, real life DLC. Oh my gosh! Like, what did you guys find? Although I will say that this is the thing I love about these AC games is they are really historically like they really put a lot of effort in their historical effort. They, tr they try to be accurate, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, it's even though we know it's a fiction and whatnot, like yeah. even the way like they have the the, the map is massive, right? So like all these different areas on the map 
it's true the history of like how there was different kind of subcultures in Egypt. So like in certain areas, you experience different things. Um, you know, to get into some some social issues that also happen. You know, like Balak is treated certain ways in certain areas, and other areas because of his appearance is treated differently. That's very huh. like historically accurate um, for okay. the time. Uh, cool. So it, it's it's a fascinating game, man. I look forward to playing more of it and tell you guys more about it as I uncover more. Uh, hopefully now this weekend. Okay, excellent, man. Great, good stuff. Um, gaming is it's gonna be. It looks like next year is gonna be another big one, man. We have a lot of stuff going on in the first three months, which is great. But <laughs> man, our wallets can't take can only take so much. <laughs> we, we love it, but our wallets are yeah, crying. <laughs> I know. And then movies start early next year with a Black Panther in February. Oh, it's is next year is gonna be insane, dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I will, yeah. I will, I will throw a little shout out there. You know, studios, you can always send us a copy of these games. You know, we we would be glad to <laughs> test it out for you. <laughs> yeah, Re- reach out to Joel at no load time at gmail dot com. No load time at gmail dot com. That's no load time <laughs> at gmail dot com. <laughs> We can definitely make some arrangements. Uh, but, uh, Jill, let's jump into news. Um, I know that we talked a lot about the DCEU and um, what their their projects are and a lot of the stuff that's going on and a lot of the stuff that they've been reworking because they, they're kind of like making it up as they go. Yes. Um, it, so... When when uh, the Batman movie was announced with Affleck, uh, there was uh, very strong rumors, like almost confirmed, that uh, Deathstroke uh, was going to be the main villain in that movie, which would have been excellent. Uh, but now it looks like they're spinning off Deathstroke. Is that true? Yeah. So it was pretty much all but confirmed. You know, last this time last year when we saw that Ben Affleck tweeted out that Deathstroke image uh, or footage rather um, that was believed to be with the Justice League movie of uh, Deathstroke on the Flying Fox, and Joe Manganiello was then later rumored to be then attached to the to the movie, and then it was kind of put out there officially. And now they're they've put out something more recently where they're actually saying that yes, they're gonna they're, the Joe Manganiello is still Deathstroke, but he's gonna have his own movie as a Deathstroke movie and that's really a obscure decision to me um you know it's something that i i'm so happy they have joe manganiello i think he's uh you know a great actor for the for the choice he looks like deathstroke i mean he, he does yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's and he's the guy shredded and it's just great choice but um you know i don't know how i feel about him in a movie because i just don't know the context of it i would have much rather preferred him if you asked me today for him to have been in the batman movie i didn't want an arkham batman movie i didn't want i didn't actually i wasn't one of those people who wanted to see him go through and fight these different guys in the asylum i wanted to actually see him have a uh you know a, a detective movie where it's him and and like it's another great detective or assassin rather and deathstroke were contract based and and, uh, you know, Deathstroke movie, what does that mean? Does that mean that he's going to be kind of like an anti-hero? Does it mean it's going to be, maybe Batman is in his movie, but it's from the perspective of Deathstroke? Like, I don't really know what this means, um, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know what the DCEU is doing, which is a common question I think you and I both have. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I know that uh, I mentioned to you uh, in the past that on um, Arkham Origins, the, the video game, um, Deathstroke was the main, pretty much the main antagonist for about the first half of the game. 
but but the game does end with Deathstroke in jail and then Amanda Waller coming in and giving him, you know, uh, an opportunity to get a, out of jail with you know what was presumed to be the Suicide Squad. So uh, maybe they're they're tying this up to Suicide Squad. Maybe they're they're going to try and reboot Suicide Squad because of how terrible that movie was. Or, or maybe maybe Deathstroke's going to have a contract to kill the Suicide Squad, which might make people actually happy. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. At least, at least half, of the, uh, half of the cast can go. It's like, this guy can go, this guy can go. <laughs> take him out, take him out. <laughs> take him out. Yeah, I, I, don't, I'm, I really didn't mind the cast that much. Uh, to me, it was more of the writing was just not... That was uh, terrible. It was, it was not good, and then the main antagonist was also not good. Yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 we've already talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to jump into I another. See him. I want to jump into a little bit of other DC news. Um, I'm sure you heard about this about the Shazam has been casted. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so Levi's playing playing. Uh, you know, um, Shazam and and. Uh, Man, I mean, what do you think about this choice? We thought it was gonna be John Cena. Uh, yeah, I I would have liked John Cena because they would have made a, a ton of money, uh, and that would have helped the DCEU as a whole, like like what Wonder Woman did to to DCEU. You know, like they were able to kind of like regroup after Wonder Woman and and go yeah. in a new direction, but. Uh, maybe, maybe what I think is that they are looking very, very closely at the success of Thor Ragnarok, and you know, the reviews are excellent, and early buzz was excellent, and 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 basically Thor Ragnarok being uh, uh, an action comedy, um, if they go in this direction, I think he's a great cast. He's a, he's a great choice. I, I agree. Um, I, I think it, I do think it's going to be a little more of a comedy. Um, and you know, Shazam. Like, I don't know if they're going to go like the Billy Baxton Shazam, or if they're going to go a little more classic Captain Marvel. Like, I, I don't know what what perspective they're going to go from. But regardless of what way they go, like, I always looked at Shazam as this kind of like, you know, um, Boy Scout kind of guy. So like, having a, a silly actor that could pull that off. And I think sometimes people people look at this and they, when they cast comedians and they're like, oh, it's just it's going to be now this is a massive joke and it's not going to be taken seriously or whatever. I, I don't believe that for a second. People forget Michael Keaton was a comedian and he yeah. gave us one of the best Batman performances ever. Absolutely. So, so I'm not I'm not concerned at all with this and I and I actually am very fond of this actor. So um, I'm excited to see and I think also Dwayne The Rock Johnson if they go more comedic he's a great um, person in comedy movies if you've seen him in, in these comedy movies even like Central Intelligence or what have you like, yeah. he's, he's a great great comedian so uh, you know, putting those two together I think it's it's, uh, it's looking good and then Mark Strong's rumored now to be the main villain now in talks now for the movie so yeah. we'll see what happens yeah, um, I, if if they go in that direction, uh, maybe maybe they will, um, because I, and I'm not super well versed on on Shazam. I know that he was known as Captain Marvel before Marvel basically sued everything yes. in DC for the name. Um, but it, maybe maybe they'll go in and like I said, I'm not not super you know well versed in, in Shazam, but I know that he's a kid that gets his powers. Maybe he's gonna be the adult, you know, with superpowers with with the mind of a kid, and maybe he'll act like a kid. And it's like you know, 
<laughs> and they'll try to make it funny that way, kind of like a you know like a body swap type of thing with you know one of one of those you know like Freaky Friday type of things. Yeah, it could it could be. I mean, I'm I'm just personally the Billy Baxton storyline. I don't feel like it fits into the larger DC um, kind of like theme right now, like with where yeah. they've been going with this, you know, very serious, uh, you know, honed in kind of thing. But um, but for sake of comedy, I do want to see that childish humor. Yeah. Um, with with him, but I just I don't want to see Billy Baxton. I don't want to see this kid. You know, Shazam. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and gets real big. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, gets ripped <laughs> and turns into John Cena. Can you imagine that? That would have been crazy, though. <laughs> that's what. That's what I would have been okay with Billy Baxton. <laughs> <laughs> turns into John Cena. Oh my goodness. Cool stuff, man. Uh, well, I'm again. I'm hoping for for DC to do well. I know that, that there was an interview recently with Henry Cavill about the direction that DC is taking, and how they are uh, refocusing in 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 a more Wonder Woman type of uh, you know theming uh, versus the other you know the Snyderverse and all of these dark and gritty and you know over the over-the-top sad stuff that was going on yeah. with Snyder with which you know again nothing I'm one of those people that I'm really conflicted about Snyder and and I can understand you know a lot of the things that, that that's happened you know in his personal life recently are, are very very rough so yeah um, but but at the same time it's like you know what Marvel was when when even you know going back to the first iron man it was always lighthearted it was always you know it always had funny moments and it also had serious moments so uh, marvel was able to balance it very very well versus dc was always this greedy and you know oh so everyone's so serious and no one laughs and uh yeah uh, until wonder woman basically so so we'll see yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm excited to see about that. But we got some other interesting uh, movie news outside of DCU. There was a Last Jedi TV spot that came out with uh, the World Series game. So, Obed, what are you awake, man? <sighs> I am very awake. <laughs> that that thing was phenomenal. Um, I am I am I've, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, and I I. Words can't even express how excited I am for this because it looks so good, and um, I really want to know more about Snoke, and I really want to know more about Luke, and um, man, it's it's just it's just exciting. It's just very very exciting. It's about fifty five seconds long, but it is probably the more the most exciting fifty five seconds I've seen in anything. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 perfect. Um, yeah. It's better. It's it's definitely better than the last trailer. Um, you guys, please look this up, guys. If you haven't seen it yet, Star Wars Awake uh, TV spot. Um, it's it's perfect. Uh, it's it's straight off the bat, seeing Luke walk into the Falcon, he's just looking around, and then they just they just they just keep cutting, cutting, cutting to these different shots. Some things that we've seen before from from different angles. Um, I think like you hit on I hit it off the top when you said about Snoke being really more interested in him. That just that shot of him sitting in his throne in his golden robe and he's surrounded by these guards. Like, you know, we we had talked about this before where we'd said like, you know, you look in The Force Awakens and it looks like Snoke sitting in some cave or something. Yeah. Like when you when you look at this TV spot, it's like no, this guy is straight up in like he looks like royalty. Yeah, he's, he's balling. Yeah. This. 
Yeah, he's 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 doing great. He's got like ten guards around him. Um, I just he, I'm very intrigued now to see is he is he a prequel character? Is he someone from the novels? Um, whoever it is, I hope they reveal it yeah. quickly because it's got to be in this movie. Yeah, there has to be a big connection to uh, both the prequels and uh, uh, the original trilogy. And uh, I mean, again, the only from from my my understanding is is that uh, it's not sith like to be to be like that to be like like very royalty type of thing palpatine was because he had other intentions um but before that the sith you didn't well you know didn't go around and was like oh we're in thrones and we're kings and whatnot um and and of course neither neither the jedi so this guy must have some connection to the republic and you know some connection to the empire but who and how that's that's what i want to know man it's the mystery around this guy i know there's so much good mystery because he was yeah go ahead i'm sorry no no, you're fine i mean the only thing i was gonna say is like i I mean have you watched the last (laughs) trailer that was with the the tickets when they put the tickets out there yeah um the line where um and, and they don't show you like who, like when it's being said, it's just played over some clips. But I feel like it might be connected to Snoke. But when um, you hear Luke say something like, "I've sensed this power before, and now I'm like, like really scared" or something along those lines, I, I almost feel like that's in relation to Snoke. I don't know. Oh, you so because they make it thing, they make it seem like it was like about Ray. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's a good observation. I I I would not know. Uh, so. Again, he's he's a big mystery, and I. Uh, in the Force Awakens, he he was there, and uh, and to me, he was just uh, a whole hologram. It was like the callback, a callback to um, to Empire Strikes Back when when Vader goes to his chamber to talk to the Emperor, to to the Emperor, and you know there was just this huge hologram of the Emperor. Uh, so to me it was a callback to that but then when you see the emperor on, on empire it's like you really don't it's like oh right, so that's the emperor so that's what it looks like and we know he's an emperor and we know he's a bad guy and that's it because we already knew um from you know what it was told to us through you know through storytelling um on, on both movies uh but 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 the thing is that on the force awakens we really don't know who this guy is. We don't know where he came from, and then he's going around giving these orders like he's, you know, you know, some sort of huge political influence in in the galaxy. Like, where did he come from? And that's that's what I'm intrigued about, and that's what got me got me really really excited. So um, I. I- I know, I know, yeah. I, and um, you know, I, I know though. I know this is gonna be the movie to reveal it. My early prediction is that he will die in this movie. I don't feel like he's gonna be the one to stick it out in the last in the last movie, but we'll see. That that's just my prediction. Uh, but the only other shot I wanted to talk to you about Obed from this trailer is uh, you can't mention this without saying that that's a little cheating. I think it's I think it's cheating at least of Ray uh, looking like she's about to chop down uh, Luke. Luke. <laughs> um. Uh, I don't know. Um, this could be some sort of uh, training thing. Um, it could be maybe a Dagobah type of scenario when Luke goes into the cave. Uh, 
there's there's many many theories about it maybe it's not even luke maybe maybe she's maybe luke's being defeated in that same area or or in the ground in that same area but she's fighting someone or something else yeah uh, yeah you know it, it's uh, i like how star wars uh trailers make everything look out of context and and that's i that's that's great uh that's totally the opposite from the Batman v Superman trailer, <laughs> the, that infamous trailer, the the Doomsday trailer. Oh, oh my god! Anywho, anywho, okay. but uh, just keep, keep let's let's keep it in topic. Let's not go. Let's not be off. <laughs> um, but I, man, I am so excited for this movie. Uh, I I really can't wait, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be there and, and watch the movie as early as I can, um, uh, for sure. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm I am super super excited for it. Oh yeah, yeah. And the only, the only thing I will add is like you know I know that I feel like they've tried to hint at this the whole time that like Luke could be a villain or could go could go dark side. Um, I don't think that's the case. Obviously, you said I think they're they're messing with us with the way they've shown those two shots. I think it's out of context too. Yeah. But the only thing I think that could go against it is the simple fact that I believe is a celebration that Luke Hamill. Uh, Mark Luke Hamill, Mark Hamill, uh, came out <laughs> came out and said um, that he was a hundred percent against, uh, fundamentally against uh, what they were trying to do with Luke in this movie. It was very opposite to him of who Luke actually is. So that's the only thing I could see going against it. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that 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 statement means. So we'll be there uh, in December watching this movie and finding out. Yeah, maybe this whole thing of being afraid. Maybe what that's that what he's referring to. Uh, it, it could it could very well be uh, again we don't know uh, so yeah, so we'll yeah. see man I I am really excited uh, Joe before we we jump into the Paris Game Week stuff I, I do have uh, just a, a couple of quick news um, remember uh, when we talked about uh, Peter Rosas aka Combo Feed he was one of the uh, community managers or community uh, relations guy for uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. He also did some of the gameplay design uh, for Marvel. Um, so he decided to leave Capcom. Um, uh, don't blame him. Uh, his job was rough uh, trying to to push that product. Again, I love the game. The game, I think, is great. Uh, but it was not well received because of you know the roster. Basically, the two reasons why it wasn't well received in the in by some uh, I, I have to be uh, very clear about that it's like some didn't receive it well because of uh, the uh, art design or the graphics in the game and um, the roster so he was out there you know making sure that everyone understood where they were coming from uh, he was the one that infamously said that no one remembered characters that are gone like the X-Men um, <laughs> and that's why they're not in the game so he'll he'll whack. yeah that was that was whack <laughs> uh and he he went uh he he left capcom and he's back in the community he's been streaming uh so, so you know good luck to combo fiend he's uh he's out of that and maybe he'll go back to commentating and 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 helping people train and, and be out in out there in the community uh so he's probably going to be around uh, in the community for a while and also some fighting game news joe real quick uh, Arc System Works is opening a U.S.-based office out of Torrance, California. So, wow. Um, yeah, and and the, what's interesting is that Arc System is a 
very small company. Uh, they've always they've been around for uh, twenty years, twenty two years probably. When whenever the first Guilty Gear came out, which was mid to late nineties, so uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, my my there's there's really not a lot of details, but what I think they're going to be doing is mostly uh, localization and PR. It just like Atlas does on on their on their U.S. office. Atlas was the same; they were very small. But then, as more uh, they took more of a of a publisher role, and also, of course, marketing their own games, they opened the U.S. office just to get the word out there, do PR, and do localization. Um, so I think that's what they're going to be doing. Uh, but this is very cool that they're bringing their uh, their offices to the U.S. This is very interesting. And uh, Capcom has a very strong competitor with Arcus because they every I would say that for Arcus, their last six games have all been extremely well received and uh, very very popular in the fighting game community, and all you know very 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 good games, um, and then of course they're. Develop, they're the ones developing Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and that's gonna be pretty amazing when it comes out. Uh, uh, we actually got on a, a release date for that, Joel. It's January 26th, so I got, yep, I got two big games in January. I got that and Decidia coming out, so my wallet, it hurts. <laughs> it's gonna be a common thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they also they, they also announced their, their DLC, uh. Uh, for for Dragon Ball and and of course they're, the the Arxis DLC models are are super whack but um you know nonetheless it's there uh but yeah interesting stuff with uh Arxis and... yeah yeah no I'm really happy uh, to, to hear this news I love hearing about uh you know other businesses have the opportunity to branch out and uh, yes it might be something just for PR relations like you said about you know just getting their feet on this different land and talking to the community of fans that are here in the states and, and I'm very happy about that um, but it's also uh, I think it's great for the industry you know more competition the better it just means that we I, in my opinion at least I believe it makes, that makes it be possible for us to have better games because they have to compete against each other even more now being uh, you know having, having the ability to reach out to fans here in the states and then um, you know Sure, this might be something just for you know business business at the moment, just being here. But you never know what it could mean down the line. Yeah, absolutely. So good for these guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely great for them. Um, yeah, so that's the quick news that I got, and then uh, we'll move into Paris Game Week. Joe, uh, did you get to yeah. watch any of the Sony press conference? Yeah, that was the actually the main the main conference stuff that I got to actually watch, um, and so I. I I was really, really happy with what I saw there. I don't, I don't know what, how you felt, Obed, but I felt like it was uh, a solid I, th- I show. think it was solid. Um, in most of the things they showed, um, I'd say 80% of what they showed was things that we've already seen. They showed some new trailers uh, regarding those properties. Uh, it's great because we know what they're working on and we know what their 2018 is going to be like. Uh, I'm interested to see what their 2019 is, but you know, 2018 is around the corner, and uh, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. Um, um, I'm gonna start out. I just I just pulled out a couple things that were you know of interest to me to me during the the conference, and uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the trailer that for a very anticipated game, and also 
created some controversy, Joe. Um, it was the Last of Us Part Two trailer that they showed. Uh, did you get to watch that? And what do you think? Yeah, so I, I, I got to see the trailer. Um, the Last of Us is a really powerful, um, you know, franchise. It's it's very it is very violent. It is very um, intense. It's very deep. I would describe it as. Um, so I understand that about these games, but uh, for those of you that, that have seen this trailer, you know what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, in my opinion, I just believe that it was too too lengthy of uh, violence uh, repeated repeatedly uh, in the game, and and it didn't um, it didn't make me think about The Last of Us that much in the early beginning part of it. I'm just thinking about oh my gosh, what's happening to this poor lady? <laughs> getting beat up you know and, and it's it's like you know to help her you know like it's almost like that human instinct so i think the positives of it is like you actually connected to what was going on there but at the same time you disconnected thinking about the last of us and you can almost get um angry about what's happening to the place that i think if you didn't know what was going on you weren't a last of us fan it could be could be detrimental um so that's not the kind of publicity i think that you wanted to have uh, again, I understand the the franchise. I understand what they've done with The Last of Us. So for that point, you know, I I get it. But I don't think it was a good marketing move to have this lengthy of a of a violent sequence um, that you know out of context doesn't mean anything to the average. Yeah, if, if you if you look at The Last of Us and you don't you don't know what what it is, and uh, I'm gonna try and and not touch too much in the story. Um, because if you haven't played it, you should. <laughs> you definitely should. Um, it's it's a you know storytelling masterpiece. Um, but if if you look at this trailer and don't know what what it's all about, um, you would think this is another gory video game for dude bros. And um, it, it it was as a marketing thing. It was it was I think it was terrible. But but at the yeah. same time. Uh, it's conveying this sense of dread and uh, what's the rumor out there, Joel, is that um, the uh, this trailer is a, a prequel to the events of the original The Last of Us. Um, so the speculation is that there's going to be two storylines on The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, they're gonna have their uh, their you know continuation of the Ellie and Joel story, and then they're gonna do a different story that was in the past. Uh, presumably, the lady that's getting beat up in the trailer at the beginning is Ellie's mom. So maybe that's how you know we're gonna learn about Ellie. But it, it was very graphic, very violent. Uh, I, it was it was almost, and I am I usually don't have a problem with that, but it was like it was like. Too much for it was too much for too long, kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I just want to share this uh, real quick, Joel. Uh, Neil Druckmann posted uh, a tweet about it yesterday. Okay. Uh, and uh, he said, enjoying the discourse slash theories around our Paris Game Week cutscene. If you disagree with someone's take take on it, please keep it civil and respectful. <laughs> so. Uh, and this is because Polygon did a piece on uh, on using uh, violence as a marketing tool. Um, IGN did an opinion piece with Max Scoville, and I, I guess you know people went crazy. It's like, oh no, you're just disagreeing because you know SJW and all this stuff. But 
Um, but no, it was not. It was not great as a as a marketing uh, tool. Uh, it, it definitely would resonate with the Last of Us fans, but uh, just to just to new people coming in and and, and watching this trailer is like it was it was horrific. <laughs> and, and they have, and honestly, they have to defend like oh, their course. product. So that's why they're saying. Like, if you realize he said, like, you're you're entitled. Like, he's not coming against people who are necessarily yeah. coming against him. It's just a matter of how exactly. you do it. Yeah. Um, I think that they will learn from this. I, I at least hope they do. Um, I, I, I just think, like, I agree with you. It just wasn't um, the right choice entirely. Um, you, you could have done the, you could have had the same sequence, but just shown it a little bit yeah. differently. Um, and it would have been fine. Yeah. So, so you know, hopefully it's a Yeah, like right now, I don't need to see any more of this game until you reveal gameplay, uh, to be honest with you. Exactly. Just don't give me anything else. Just reveal gameplay. Um, and 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 hopefully this game is probably going to be out. Uh, I'm thinking late 2019, early 2020, probably. Uh, so, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where they go. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's exciting because The Last of Us, like, like I said, is just... Uh, you know, an absolutely you know storytelling masterpiece, and the gameplay is also good. So, um, I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go with this one. Uh, but they they better keep it legit. You know, they they can't can't use violence as a crutch to to make their point. But you know, at the same time, hundred yeah, percent. But at the same yep. time, you know, it's it's very exciting to see. Um. And uh, one real real quick note uh, that they showed Joe, uh, they they showed a new trailer for Monster Hunter World. Uh, it looks it looks pretty. It looks very nice. Um, this may be the game to get me into Monster Hunter. Um, I, I never uh, Monster Hunter is very a very grindy type of uh, game, and you have to attempt things over and over again, and then you need to collect pieces of you know the monster that you fought and, and force your new weapons and get money out of it and and all that. Uh, but it looks very nice. Uh, the way they're using the environments, uh, the monster designs great. Uh, it lo looks like the combat looks good. Um, so very exciting. Like if you're a monster hunter fan, you should be very excited about this thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great trailer. Um, you know, it, I love the, that shot right before the, the end where they go to the title, um, where, you know, he's just looking around and. He's like surrounded by all these monsters. I'm like, fight, fight, fight! <laughs> it looks, it looks so cool. And then having Alloy in there, uh, this is a great choice. Yeah, um, just to connect, bridge those worlds of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. It's yeah, it's so perfect. Cool. I mean, because Horizon Zero Dawn is basically Monster Hunter with a story. Because uh, you go around, right. you know, looking for for this big, you know, uh, mechanical uh, animals in in. And you fight them, and then uh, like the even from the little ones, you can you know just collect you know shards and and lenses and whatnot. But when you fight one of the big ones, uh, you get all these pieces and shards and uh, all, all these things that you can collect for crafting and, and all that. So it's very similar to to some extent to Monster Hunter. Uh, Joel, by the way, the uh, the DLC. Just a quick reminder: the uh, um, the DLC expansion for. Horizon comes out Tuesday, same day as the uh, Xbox One X, so we're we're almost oh, there. Wow. Uh, apparently, this is like fifteen to twenty hours long, uh, so I may get it because I love Horizon. It was great. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Um, but yeah, it looks very cool. Um, and uh, there's gonna be a beta for PS4, I think December 9th. Um, so 
Uh, I'm going to see if I can get in just to, you know, play around a little bit and, and mess around with it. But uh, it looks cool. Yeah, yep. no, for sure. And if you get into that, I know you'll talk about it here on the show because I'd be just interested to see what your reaction is once you get hands on. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll see if I can get in. Um, until the next one, uh, and I'm going to leave this one mostly to you, uh, but what do you think of that new Spider-Man trailer? Phenomenal. Great. Amazing. Spectacular. <laughs> spectacular. Amazing. <laughs> it, it's a really, really great, it's uh, great trailer. I don't even see it anymore for this game either, like the way you said with The Last of Us. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm in. You know, you got my money, uh, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm there to, to buy this yeah. game. Um, I, I I love what they've done with uh, the the story showing us more now of Mister Negative. It's a great choice, I think, for for a villain, um, just because he's not your Green Goblin, he's not your um, Doctor Octopus or Electro. You know, Mister Negative is a very obscure character. You got to be a real sweaty Spider Man fan, which I am, uh, and, and knowing Doctor uh, Mister Negative is, is a huge uh, character. And, and you know, I love how they always Spider Man's always a grounded like, you know, his villains always very grounded. So like to have him connected to, you know, Aunt May's soup kitchen work, you know, like how could this guy be evil? Yeah. You know, and then they're out there, you know, fighting each other. So um, really, really excited about that. Uh, I don't know if you saw this obit, but there was a little Easter egg that some people caught, picked up, and I watched it again. And I finally caught it. Um, the Sanctum Sanctorum is actually spotted in the background. Oh, really? Uh, at one point in in the trailer, so there's been some rumors that, like you know, down the line, that they're if they continue making maybe a trilogy, maybe out of these games, um, that you know, maybe other heroes might pop in, or maybe even in this game itself have DLC or something for another hero. Oh, I don't cool. know. Uh, so that I think that that's a that's a cool idea of what they what they do, uh, and then of course Miles Morales being seen here. You know I want to see how much we if, if at all we get to play as Miles. So, um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, no, so there there's uh, it's pretty much confirmed that uh, there's a sequence in the game uh, where the camera is behind Mary Jane's shoulder. So and it is confirmed that you will be playing as Mary Jane in some sections. Ooh, so wow. um, you know the possibility of you playing as Miles is not really out of the out of the question. There might be opportunity for for uh, for for Miles to be part of the story. Yeah. Wonderful! That that's great. That just builds the mythology even bigger. So I'm I'm all about yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, man, this this trailer looks great. I don't know how you feel, yeah. but I know for sure I'm. Yeah, it looks up. it looks real nice. Um, uh, I I may I, because it's to me is basically infamous with Spider Man, <laughs> and true, and I love true. infamous and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it in a little bit uh, again, uh, but it looks it looks fantastic. I think it looks great. Um, yeah, I I I I may grab it. Um, it's it just looks so good. Um, I'm hoping that it's not a short game. I'm hoping that you can at least get. Uh, you know, a good 15, 20 hours out of this game, and that would that would be enough for me. Um, so yeah, exciting stuff. It yeah, looks no, that, it looks real fair. pretty too. Like it, the graphically, it looks great. Um, the art design looks I know, great. I the suit, had, that, I love that. I wish suit. I had a PS4. Pro. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. That man, no, I want a switch. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want it we all. Want it, we want it all. <laughs> Sony, we need to cash your checks. Nintendo, you need to cash your checks. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited for that too. It looks it looks fantastic. Um, 
Moving right, right along, Joe, uh, they finally announced uh, the release date for Final Fantasy 15 episode Ignis. And uh, this is going to be December 13th. And man, man, tears were shed on this trailer. And I know that they will be shed on this DLC because it looks great. Oh, yeah. No, I. this is one of the, the highlight trailers to me that, that came out during during the show. Um, I, I definitely want to play this. I know that... Um, There's spoilers on this trailer, too, like major spoilers. So, like, if you yeah, haven't gotten to it, Chapter 9 on on, uh, on on Final Fantasy 15, like, you watch watch at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I am... I'm definite, definitely all on board for this game. Uh, you know, more and more as, as as I play these these Final Fantasy, I think I'm getting sucked into the lore, man. Yeah, and uh, I have some um, a lot of callbacks, uh, some some callbacks to Kingsclave. Um, I know I know you watched it. Um, I, I I watched yep. it too, and um, there's a, there's a couple of callbacks to Kingsclave on uh, from this trailer, which is cool. You know, they're they're again trying to bridge uh, the stories. Um, but I'm I'm very interested to see where uh, the the game's gonna go next year because there's gonna be more expansions uh, for for 15 and then the comrades multiplayer should have come out uh, on Tuesday and it didn't and um, I think it got delayed like two weeks. Um, oh wow! But uh, but it looks I I played the beta on it and and it was fun um, and it, I I believe it's gonna be a free add-on so it looks it. it there's there's a lot of content in this game, man. I I I'm telling you, I put last time I checked because I I did some more uh, gameplay a few weeks ago, and I think I'm about 140 hours on this game, man. And I just, man, I boot it up, and then I I, I do outside. I just want to do this quick thing, and I just keep going. It's just I love this game so much. I don't know why, man. And everyone hates on it, but it's just. Ah, to me, it's just phenomenal. It's just perfect. Yeah, I wouldn't say everyone hates on it. Yeah, a lot of, I, a I lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, a lot of unnecessary. Yeah, a lot of unnecessary anger towards this game. Yeah. It's, it's and I think it was just the expectations. You know, this game was announced like what eleven years ago, and then it came out ten yeah. years later, and people thought this was going to be like this life changing experience. You know, the second coming of video games, and you know, it was a good video game. That's. That you know, it was if not great, you know, but it wasn't. It wasn't something that would, you know, uh, it, you know, not not. It was not Breath of the Wild, and I guess that's what people were expecting. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for uh, the future of FF and and see where this is going. Um, Joel, the last thing I got is uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and this is a game by. Um, Sucker Punch, the guys behind the uh, Sly Cooper and, of course, the Infamous series. And uh, based on uh, the press release that uh, they did after they showed the trailer, this is basically Samurai slash Ninja Infamous. So it's an open-world feudal Japan uh, action game. And I'm sold. <laughs> just by just by that, I'm sold. <laughs> Yeah, sign me up, man. I mean, you described that beautifully. Yeah. It it it, it yeah. looks great. It it looks real nice. No no real gameplay though. There's just a couple of sections on the trailer that look like gameplay, but 
Um, I'm hoping that this is going to be an early 2019 probably game. And um, it looks it looks real nice. And I can't wait to play this thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And the art design is great. Uh, character design looks good. Um, I'm hoping that it has some... It, it, it probably will have some supernatural stuff from what's implied in the trailer. But, you know, and of course on the, in, on the title, uh, there's a lot of speculation, Joel, that uh, they're going to pull an Assassin's Creed with it uh, because <laughs> the game set on Feudal Japan... But then the title, uh, you know, the the, the title, uh, uh, basically the, the fonts and, and how the title's designed looks very futuristic. So, it does. So um, there's speculation that this is going to be like an Assassin's Creed experience because there's always rumors and people always wanted Assassin's Creed to go into Feudal Japan and Ubisoft has not done it. So... There's speculation that they're going to, they're basically going to do that because people wanted it. Even even more incentive now for yeah. me to go out and get this. Yeah, game. if it, if it's <laughs> if true, that's true, if I find that out, yeah, then, yeah if yeah, it's sure. true for sure, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be real cool. Um, and uh, and that's what I got for Paris Game Week. I mean, there's a lot of gaming stuff going on. Like I mentioned, the uh, the Frozen Wilds for. Uh, um, Horizon Zero Dawn comes out Tuesday. Uh, Xbox One X comes out Tuesday, which uh, there's a lot of unboxings, a lot of reviews out there already. Um, and uh, Digital Foundry has been doing their comparisons. Uh, there's uh, very interesting stuff going on. It looks like the first party stuff is, is looking real nice. Uh, but the third party stuff, it depends on who the developer is. It, it's just comp it's comparable to the PS4 Pro. So it's gonna be wow. really interesting, really interesting to see the next couple of weeks how this thing's gonna do. Um, there's a, a Ars Technica uh, put it better. It's like if you already have an Xbox One S, there's uh, there's really no reason for you to upgrade because uh, you already have most of the features except the 4K and uh, except the 4K on games, but you do have the 4K Blu-ray, 4K streaming. You know, and, and all the other features. So, um, I think the Xbox One S is going to do okay during the Christmas uh, season, the holiday season. Um, uh, but there's some very aggressive uh, PS4 bundles coming out to counteract. And uh, we'll see, man. The big next big event is going to be PSX. And it's going to be in about five weeks. So, we'll see how that comes out. Yeah, no, for sure. Wow, more to cover on that when when that yeah, time absolutely. comes. Absolutely, uh, and that's what I got, Joel. You got anything else? Uh, no, I just want to make sure I give everyone the heads up and say, please make sure to tune in next week. Uh, you know, we're gonna have a really cool episode where I've already uh, I will have seen uh, Thor Ragnarok by that time, and I know you, Obed, will probably have seen Spider Man Homecoming. So we'll have a really fun episode next week. Yeah, yeah, and uh, check us out on on social media, Joel. Where can everyone find us? absolutely well first of all I want to say thank you guys so much for making us a special part of your day by taking the time to listen to No Low Time we want to ask you to please stay connected with us on social media by giving us a follow at No Low Time that's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Twitch uh, we also want to ask you to please feel free to send in your feedback as we were jokingly talking about throughout the show uh, send us an email to nolowtime at gmail.com that's nolowtime at gmail.com 
please make sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes and Google Play, uh, just so that way you can see when our latest episodes come through. And if you're a subscriber on iTunes, if you'd please uh, take the time to just go on iTunes and drop us a review, that would really help us out to trying to uh, grow the show. And we thank you guys so much for being uh, faithful listeners to us. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, guys. And uh, as always, I'd like to leave you with the song of the show. And this is We Shall Never Surrender from Devil May Cry 4. Not to be confused, Never Surrender, with Never Surrender, from DMC Devil May Cry by Cumbie Christ. So, you guys enjoy, and we'll see you guys next week. I'll see you guys.